from Variety, celebrating more than 117 years covering the business of entertainment. This is the Award Circuit Podcast. TV is a different experience for me, and this show is specifically a very different experience for me because the last time I was involved in a television show, I was an EP, and I found the source material for it, and so I was very much involved in everything on the show. I do prefer to know more and to be able to really create a fully, you know, just... I like for everything to make sense. I like for every action or thought to be justified by the information that I have. Yellow Jacket star Christina Ricci is still getting used to not knowing exactly where the show or where her character is going. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the award-winning Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, we talk to Christina Ricci about the shocking season two finale of Yellow Jackets and how it went somewhere no one really was expecting. We also talk to her about her other series, Wednesday, and whether she'll be returning for a second season. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. All right, spoiler alert. Don't listen to this episode of the Award Circuit Podcast until you've watched the season two finale of Showtime's Yellow Jackets. All right, if you're still listening, then be warned. We're about to give it all away. But first... It's been an interesting season two for Misty, played by Christina Ricci and in flashbacks by Samantha Henrotti. In the 1996 flashbacks, Misty is seen as a bit complicit at the death of one of the Yellow Jackets. And in the modern times, we know she's been responsible for at least one other death. Misty, as we now know, just hungers to be accepted. And at one point this season, she hallucinates this conversation with her pet parrot Caligula, played here by John Cameron Mitchell. Caligula, that was amazing. I know. (laughs) Talk to me, Misty, what's going on? Caligula, when people look at me, do they just see someone desperate for love? Just some murderer? When you look at yourself, what do you see? I don't know. Oh, come on, try again. The truth is all around you. You refuse to see it. You're looking at the floor when you should look at the magic. How much do we all count on you? How many times did you get the ball over the goal line? Take it from a bird named after a Roman emperor who was also unjustly accused of heinous acts. You are not a murderer, Misty. You're a closer. So the second season of Yellow Jackets has come to a dark and twisted end. In the 1996 timeline, Teen Lottie, played by Courtney Eaton, handed over the role of leader of the wilderness to Natalie, played by Sophie Thatcher, as all the young girls bowed to her, confirming she was, in fact, the Antler Queen. However, the celebration was cut short as a fire sparked in the middle of the night. While everyone escaped, the group was standing alone in the snow, watching flames encapsulate their home. In the present-day timeline, much has happened as well, and to sum it all up would take too much time. But the headline is Misty once again unexpectedly kills someone. This time, her self-proclaimed best friend, Nat, played by Juliette Lewis. Variety's Emily Longaretta and I sat down recently with Christina Ricci to discuss the huge twist and what might come next. But first... We marveled at how quickly she made it to our studios, and we couldn't help but have that quintessential Los Angeles conversation about driving. I drove like it was Tetris. You have to in LA. You it's really do. It's the only way to get around you. And I also, like, I understand people who aren't motivated enough to do it. Yeah. It's like, you, you must not want to get where you're going, <laughs> sir. Exactly. They're going to work. They don't want to go to work. No, I, I understand that as well. I try not to judge them too harshly. <laughs> You're a pro in Los Angeles traffic. See, we're already learning something about Christina Ricci. I'm, I'm That's the one thing I think I'm really good at is driving. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The one thing. Well, you know, I mean, it's like one of those things that I feel like I can say about myself without it being 
obnoxious. <laughs> but also, I don't have that many skills. So driving is one of my best. I don't know if skills. that's true. I mean, I'm a good actor. I like, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, Own it. I'm, a, I'm a better driver. <laughs> <laughs> is there a? Uh, we're just jumping right we're in here. Right? Right? We're just okay. personal things here. <laughs> is there? Is there some? No, I, I want to hear this. Like, okay. is there a hobby? Is there something that we don't know about you besides your excellent driving skills, which we've now learned? Uh, yeah, uh, no, so I really love to drive. And it's also one of those things that, like, other people tell me I'm good at it all the time. Like, it's not just me. So that makes me feel really good. Yeah. My sister, who's, like, sparse with the compliments, years, like, 20 years ago, was like, you're a really great driver. I always feel safe in your car, and, like, I'm going to get there faster than everyone else. That's a nice compliment. Yeah, really. I was really, I took that to heart. Became part of my identity. Um, but there's nothing really else that I'm that good at. No. Yeah. You're, you're about seven years away from teaching your kid how to drive, which is going to be a whole other thing. And he's really excited because he also thinks I'm a great driver. Wow. Like, he since he's, he'll, he'll yell, like, Mommy wins when we're on the freeway and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, are so, you a good driver or just a really fast driver? <laughs> I'm a safe, fast driver. Okay. I'm it's very aware at all times of mm-hmm. everything that's going on the road and... Like, I'm really into it. Nice. Um, and he says all the time, he's like, Mom, I can't wait for you to teach me to drive. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> that's going to be great. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the middle of that with my son right now. But he now that he's studied the, the manual, it's at the point where he's telling me already, like, that I'm doing it wrong. Because, oh, you know, we live yeah. in L.A. You got you to gotta kind of be fast and loose with yes. the rules sometimes. Yes, absolutely. The rules don't always apply. In real life situations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now that's what I like hearing from you. It's yeah. a good rule of thumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christina, last time I got a chance to uh, see you was last weekend when there was a panel for Yellow Jackets. Yes, at and the, I couldn't the stop event. saying series ending and saying uh, <laughs> season. season. Again, I was like, what word am I supposed to be saying? Yeah, I just had that glitch. Season. Yeah. So mm-hmm. luckily there will be more seasons. Yes. And and n- now we've had a chance to actually see the season finale mm-hmm. and <sighs> shit goes down. Yeah. I'm it's still recovering. A lot changes. And now we can talk about it cuz okay, cuz before been out we couldn't. And, so yeah. we're not spoiling anything yeah. say. Yeah. So the world so has seen a it. It's really devastating uh finale. Uh and I think as devastating as it's going to be, as it is for audiences, uh, I think it was really devastating for us, too, as a cast. Um, you know, uh, the, the the original four of us, um, not the, I don't mean to say it that way, I mean, it's sort of the four adults from season one, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we'd all really gotten close. And um, when we shot season one, we were shooting uh, in COVID times in Canada, which meant that nobody could come visit us. We couldn't leave. Uh, the only people allowed to come with us were either your child or your married spouse. Um, so we very much felt isolated up there, and we really made an effort to bond, to get to know each other and to really bond. And, um, and then we ended up working together so much on the second season, because in the first season we didn't really work that much together, except for Juliet and I did quite a bit. Um, and, you know, we're all pretty close and like sisters, really. You know, we fought, we've made up, we've, you know, had hysterical nights and crazy nights and um, helped each other with problems on set and just all these little things that end up making you really bonded. And, uh, and so it was really devastating shooting the finale. 
have so to say. It sounds like very much like your characters in a way, the, the, the sort of the relationship that you've built. Yeah. Really, yeah. We're all bonded over an event, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one killed anyone, as no. far as we know, <laughs> among the four of you. <laughs> that I know of. I mean, they didn't tell me about it, yeah. if any of them did anything like that. Right, right. And we, you know, you were in a COVID bubble, so who knows what actually went down. It's true. I was too pregnant to kill anyone, so <laughs> I didn't do anything. But nonetheless, when you bond like that, then to have one of your characters obviously go away yeah. and and sort of th- there's the breaking up of this relationship now so what was sort of that like in in once you all sat down and realized oh this is happening and one of us is leaving it was really sad um we were all i think really um upset about it and and we you know while of course you understand what that whatever's best for the to show has to happen and whatever's best for the narrative and we don't know what uh what the what what our showrunners our creators um have in mind for the future we don't know what the grand master plan is you know so while there's a lot of faith in that absolutely this must be what's best for the show and the narrative um on a personal level it's I don't know. It changes things. It's um, it's hard to say goodbye to, to working with someone all the time that you worked with and, and love, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like we're still dancing around the fact that your character kills Juliet's character. Yeah. Let's just, like, let's <laughs> right. put it out there. By accident. <laughs> By accident. <laughs> Was it? it Was it? Well, in a weird way, I mean, Natalie steps in front of the needle. So mm-hmm. it's not even, like... Misty trips and hits her by accident. Right. You know, Natalie chooses to take that death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She did it. She kind of did do it to herself. She intentionally does it because yeah. she feels bad about Javi. Yeah, I mean, I think that I I think that the characters, especially Natalie and Misty, I feel like have come so far, even from the beginning of this season, into how they view even their relationships with other people. I mean, I don't know if, but Natalie also w- wanted to die in the at the end of last season. That's true. There's been a lot of circling. Around this idea, yeah. <clears throat> From <clears throat> excuse me, the 1996 storyline, then even you know she's been this dancing around this and the present st- storyline. Mm-hmm. So you know, it is surprising, but it's also something a topic we've been kind of dealing with a lot with that character. Yeah. Yeah. Did you expect things to sort of go that direction? I mean, now that it, it almost feels like the point of no return for all of these characters both in the present day, also in the past, obviously. But you know, how much darker, I guess, uh, is the question, do you think the show can go now? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I don't really know what this means for you know season three and each character's sort of journey, um, each character's reaction to this. Again, it sort of poses that question of how much it was in – how much was in their heads to how much they're responsible for and how much was this quote-unquote was it the quote-unquote wilderness as Lottie believes um and I'm, I'm curious to see when we see the first episode of season three like who's who believes what mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah and even like you know what ultimately happens to Natalie um, you know, she's on that plane now in this sort of, uh, you know, uh, other world. Yeah. So I don't know how much they explore the afterlife or other other sort of elements that, uh, you know, Javi's there too. <laughs> Javi's there. They're all there. It was just hungry. 
It's yeah. as hungry as they are. <laughs> it's like, well, what does it want to do with you after it eats you? Or like, do you, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Something that you've talked a little about before with me is that you you guys don't get scripts so much ahead of time. You kind of get them, obviously, as as the show goes. I know some actors like to know a lot ahead of time. Do you prefer to know just kind of week by week? Or would you like if they told you kind of like, here's the end point of this five seasons down the road or whatever the, the end goal is? Um, you know, TV is a different experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this show is specifically a very different experience for me because the last time I was involved in a television show, I was an EP and mm-hmm. I found the source material for it. And so I was very much involved in everything on the show. And um, when you make movies, uh, the second you sign on, you know everything that happens to your character. Uh, you have a lot of input and um, and say over things and ownership. And this is just, it's just not the case uh, you, with this show. And I, I think that in some ways it's not possible to have that with this show because there are so many moving parts. It's such a complex story, uh, mystery, and I just think it's not possible with this many people involved. Um, And so I do prefer to know more and to be able to really create a fully, um, you know, just I like for everything to make sense. Mm -hmm. I like for every action or thought to be justified by the information that I have. Um, And when you don't have that information, it's a little scary. but because I understand that it's a necessity with his show, I'm really trying to – I've been trying to uh, exercise that muscle and really learn how to be able to do my job well in any situation, you mm-hmm. know, with any amount of information. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the way it is. <laughs> and, and you mentioned, you know, TV, obviously, to have two shows going simultaneously that, that are both uh, tremendous successes as well. It must have been an interesting year. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I forget about Wednesday because it was – Yeah. Because it's, you know, like it all comes – and now it's so different now how it's not – I don't know. I'm so old. <laughs> that now I'm like, you know, let's put it all out there at once and then that's it. You know, so it doesn't feel like it's still going in a weird way. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, and, and, and also, like, um, I, I, I was present for a lot less of that show, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, an important part still, I mean, yeah. the, the, and, and having the legacy of, of you involved in that show, I think, is also what sort of made that one special, and uh, that became a tremendous hit uh, as well, so that must have been fun to sort of watch, even from afar. Yeah, no, it was fun, and I also, it was funny to me that, you know, I mean, I came on for the last two months of their shoot, and they they shot, I think, for nine months or something. And so, um, I just I was really excited to be there, and um, felt very supporting. Uh, and then it was interesting to see this, like in this day and age, what the success of a show like that means. You know, just like in terms of social media and all that stuff. And like, people were like, "Oh, you're on the IMDb." What's the list? Like some like star meter, the star oh, right. meter the list. Star and I was meter. like, oh my god, the star meter <laughs> list. I have not thought about that since I was like twenty five years old, and like used to check it. Um, it's so funny. And then my like crazy, my social media went crazy. Like my Instagram, I got like a million followers in like one day or something. So that was 
crazy to see because yeah. it's aimed at the young people who know how to use social media. So, you know, they express themselves through <laughs> through social media. <laughs> Do you feel kind of grateful that you didn't have that social media wasn't a huge thing when you were it wasn't a thing when you were kind of growing well, up in the spotlight? I don't know because I in one in one way um I'm on one hand, I'm grateful, and I'm just like, you couldn't have taken that person who grew up without social media and put them into this world with social media. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like the young people now that grew up with social media actually know how to behave themselves. So <laughs> I might have known how to behave myself yeah. having been a part of that generation. Yeah. Who knows? Right, right. There is that sense that there are consequences now. Yeah, and there's so much – be- there's like better at being famous – and like well behaved, and they understand what they're putting out and we're not putting out. It seems to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. On the flip side, they're on twenty four seven. It's it's they're always in front of people, and so they're always being commented on, and, and it's, it's always true. it's always a part of their lives. It's true, and we haven't seen yet what ultimately, what the you know, there's a lot of different yeah. theories and thoughts about the effects that'll have on people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you stand now on social media? What's your sort of personal... <laughs> where do I stand? <laughs> what's, what's your stance? What's your stance your on stance it? Just on put it. your neck... Lay your head right here. <laughs> neck clearly exposed. <laughs> um, I mean, I use social media for... I You know, it's, I, it's part of my job, I, I feel yeah. like. Um, uh, sort of a love, love-hate kind of thing. Well, but like, I'm also... Because I didn't grow up with it, I don't live – you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. mean as much to me. So if, like, people are – you know, if something happens on it where, like, people hate me or something, I just I just delete all the bad comments yeah. and block them, and then I move on with my day. That's Whereas help, if helping. I grew yeah. up with social media, it might be so important to me that that would actually devastate me. Yeah. Do you know? So I don't really know. I definitely know that my child's not allowed to have any social media until he's, like – 16, yeah. 17 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I was kind of curious about that because, again, you know, uh, having kids, it's something that you think about all the time. Yes. And, you know, how much, exp- uh, you know, do they want to be exposed to that? And, and Yeah, already my 8-year-old wanted to have a YouTube channel and he oh, doesn't really? understand why he can't have Instagram and then he wanted TikTok. And I was just like, you're too young to mm-hmm. deal yeah. with any of this. Like, you don't even know what you're asking me for right now, mm-hmm. you know. So real quick, going back to Wednesday, I was kind of curious, when you did come on set, did you get a sense that everyone sort of, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, sort of make you proud that here is someone who is sort of royalty in this world? So I, we want her to be never feel like that, proud so of what we're have, doing. I would have mistaken that for something else, definitely, <laughs> if, even if they felt that way. Um, I Everybody was really lovely to me and, um, you know, the entire cast was so welcoming and so wonderful, and Jenna was wonderful and um, really warm, and uh, she was just, I mean, she did such an incredible job. She was fun. It was fun to watch her play Wednesday, um, you know, and I, w- I was really glad that they chose her because she has such integrity, and um, she's so smart, and she has incredible taste, and... You know, she was not. She was very protective, also, of the character, and she wasn't going to let um, let that character be represented in any way that she didn't think was right or that she was comfortable with. And um, and it was really fun to watch her work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about your characters now, because okay. 
How do you feel about Misty these days, now that uh, we, we've gotten to know her for two seasons and, and uh, know a little bit more about her? I think Misty's really fun to play. I have a great time playing her. Um, she's, you know, so emotionally stunted and uh, kind of unfettered with any kind of you know, care about her behavior socially or what anyone thinks of her, unless she's actively trying to manipulate to get something. Um, and so you just, it's, it, it gives me so much freedom. Um, so I really love playing her. Yeah, yeah. Even even as the body count just keeps ratcheting up. Well, that stuff doesn't bother me. <laughs> and also, I don't know. I feel she. I agree with her that she was justified in. Well, no. I mean, like Natalie's an accident. Yeah, she never meant to kill Natalie. Mm. But like the Jessica Roberts, oh, there was no way out of that situation except for to kill that person. Yeah, that again. Um, that was kind of on her. She put herself in that situation. She really did. <laughs> she was so nasty to Misty early on. Like, what did she? What did she expect? Right. Poison yeah. was the only the only way to go. Yeah. Well, you know, she couldn't live, and you're not going to keep someone. It's gross to keep someone like that in your basement for a long time. To yeah. Keep anyone against their will is gross. Yeah. 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 And she found an effective way to do it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, again, I think I've said this before. Like, if I'm ever in trouble, Misty is the person I would want yeah. on my side. You definitely want her on your side, yeah. yeah. I'd be afraid to have her against me. No, absolutely. But I, I you know, she, she's she's been a fun character to watch because she kind of brings the the humor element to the show, obviously, much more than some of the other characters. But then also... She's uh, the world's kind of swirls around her these days. She's putting a lot of uh, sort of what's going on in this show into action because of her actions and the people around her now with Elijah Wood (laughs) and his character. Well, she's also dealing with a lot more outside influences that I think she normally does. You know, normally it's like she has to she's the proactive one. She's the one creating all the things. And this season we see her dealing with, you know, an uncontrollable element, which is Walter, um, someone behaving in a way that she doesn't understand or couldn't predict, um, and dealing with things, uh, you know, they gave her some stakes that are more relatable mm-hmm. uh, this season, which was interesting. You know, yeah. it made playing her in the season finale different than it would have been had she not had those very relatable stakes. She finally, she has something to lose. And the big thing about Misty always was that she's got nothing to lose. You know, the biggest thing she had to lose in the, um, in season one was Caligula. Of course. And that was, that we saw that, you know. Uh, So, so it was interesting to play such an extreme character who all of a sudden had such relatable stakes. And thank you for bringing up Caligula, by the way, because the music, the musical number. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the, my favorite two minutes of TV I've seen in a while. It's, it's fun. I was really excited about John Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, um, of course. And then Elijah it was, is a great dancer. You know, I was supposed to – we did shoot it that I jump in and join in on the thing, and then they cut that out, so I must have been really bad. Oh, so that's somewhere on the cutting room floor <laughs> yeah. for the extras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they, they still did DVDs. That's right. Maybe, maybe yeah. they would have included that, yeah. me humiliating myself in a I, musical number. I feel like that's the kind of thing that during Emmy season they eventually should put out there okay. as sort of a bonus. I hope they don't, though. No? I don't really enjoy dancing and singing, so – I was fine yeah. with the fact that I got cut out. I was like, oh, this is great. And yeah. I, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. But to, to your point about that finale, I mean, the moment that there's real grief now yes. for Misty, the, 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 what, what happened, and even though it was an accident, it still seems, I mean, she, she's now sort of dealing with that, and for the first time, the consequences of something like that. And that should be interesting, too, to see where that goes in season three. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I couldn't have predicted what happened for Misty in season two. So I have no chance of predicting what's going to happen for her in season three. Well, and that brings up a a good point and something that we should talk about, too, that that I know was important for you to talk about at the panel was the fact that the writers weren't there because we are uh, sort of in the middle of this writer's strike and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the fight that's going on for, uh, you know, writer parody and, and uh, you know, other uh, sort of uh, residual, et cetera, mm-hmm. all the issues that we've been talking about. Uh, you know, talk about how important it was for you to mention that at the panel and, you know, what that's meant to you in, in sort of watching that fight and the potential for SAG-AFTRA to join that a similar fight as well. Um, well, you know, I, I do think I did feel it was very important to talk about that at the um, at the Q and A because you know TV is ulti- is such a, it's a writer's medium you know the writers are God they create everything they have you know absolute say over how it's executed everything really um, and uh, so to do a Q and A about a show without the writers there feels really weird mm-hmm. you know. Um, but but also for them to not be properly compensated or protected seems really strange also. So, um, you know, like I said, we completely, the whole cast and everybody st- stands with the WGA and our, our writers. Um, and, you know, I mean, half of my friends are in the WGA. You know, they're writers. And... Uh, and also their fellow creatives, and I think creatives all need to band together and protect themselves. Yeah, and 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 some of these uh, the same issues are the issues that actors are facing mm-hmm. as well. So so, and I know that that is something that will sort of become uh, to to the forefront as negotiations go on for actors. So. Uh, it does seem like this whole town is is sort of uh, you know grappling with these issues right now. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean. Looking at the, some of the things that they're dealing with, and in particular the whole uh, topic of AI, which I don't want to talk about too deeply because honestly I don't understand it as you know, or know that what I you know what I mean. There's a lot of conjecture yeah. and rumor and all this stuff going around, and I have not done my full research to the point where I feel as comfortable talking about it. But that issue concerns me. Yeah. Yeah, deeply, and, and it's and partly no one really knows where right. it's going, and that's and terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it's. And how know. do you protect yourself against something, you know, in a contract that you couldn't even imagine coming up in the future? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. It's very concerning. The fear of the unknown. Yes, and terrifying. It is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's it's impacting everyone. Yeah, you know, including what we do for a living, by yeah. the way. So it, it's it's scary, and you know, as as people say, it's the the, the worst version of AI is what we see right now. It's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be protections in place for the future. Yeah, uh, the unknown future. Absolutely. So I agree. How has sort of all of this impacted you in terms of uh, you know? 
schedules and, and sort of what you have coming up? Are you now sort of looking and, and reassessing sort of where things are going with, uh, you know, future work? And, and what does this mean for you as we sort of look at a potential of a summer of, of a lot of productions not moving forward or, or we're sort of in this a little bit of a holding period? Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's difficult for me because I, I, I believe in this strike and um, I want to support it and be a part of it as much as is appropriate. Um, so it feels even weird to be discussing or thinking about work for myself um, while this strike is going on. Um, but but it has impacted, of course, schedules and things have been canceled and um, even, you know, it's press has changed and our, you know, everyone's had to pivot and all mm. this stuff. But I don't know. I don't – I think there's just bigger issues than my inconveniences. Yeah, and it's, it's – again, it's it's forever changing. So yeah. so we'll kind of see where, where things stand. Well, in the meantime, uh, anything that uh, you've watched recently that uh, – to just flip topics completely okay. – um, <laughs> Before we go, um, what what are you watching now? What's what are you enjoying uh, out there in in television or or film that uh, maybe you've been binging or or you've well, like I said when I came in, I have two kids of very disparate ages, eighteen months and eight years old, and I don't really get a ton of time. So I think I managed to watch all of the pilot of Silo over the course of four days. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, like, every once in a while, my son will allow me to watch Top Chef with him, which I love. Um, it's like a comfort comfort show. Uh, but I really did enjoy Silo. Yeah. 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 Well, it was really interesting and fun. That's, that's cute, though, that you and your son have sort of, is that your show together, Top Chef? Or? Well, he knows I really love Top Chef and, like, the great Brit- British Bake Off. And so... If ever I, you know, very rarely do I get to choose <laughs> what we watch, but if if we do, then he will tolerate those shows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll uh, you'll continue to enjoy that, and hopefully, we will again see Misty in season three. She lives. She, she lives for yeah, season she's three. She's still there. Well, who she knows if she'll live. survive season three? But it's a funny thing. It's like when. What I've been doing press for this season and before anyone saw the finale, um, I would ask people as we got closer, like I was doing press for 207, and I was just like, what do you get? And then for 208, and I was just like asking everybody, what do you think is going to happen in the finale? Do you have any suspicions? Or nobody thought someone from the adult main cast was going to die. Nobody ever said anything like that. But what's so funny is that us as a cast, every season, well, we've had two seasons. So both seasons, as we get to the last two, three, two or three episodes, every one of us is like, "Do you think I'm getting killed? Do you, do you think Misty dies? Wait, 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 do I die? Like literally, we just have so many conversations. Someone else will be like, "Have you heard anything about me dying? Or do you know what happens to um, my character? And, like it, everybody's aware that any of us could die at any time. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure like it must be interesting for the the the, the 96 cast. Because well, yeah, they sort they, of know yes. some of who, but not all of them we see in present day. That's so right. you still wonder, did they make it out or not? Yeah, do you know that? Who else has made it out? From I, the... No, I don't know. I have I'm no idea. I'm so curious. Because there's just, a lot of kids there. <laughs> I didn't know. Somehow the older cast realized that Lottie made it out earlier than I did <laughs> last season. I remember having a conversation with Tawny where she was like, yeah, no, there's going to be adult, adult Lottie. And I was like... 
No. She was like, yeah, everybody knows this. Where I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how no. she survived this season's beating. So I, it was really, really intense. Yeah, I think it's going to be hysterical next season when after the cabin burns down, they walk like a mile and there's a Seven Eleven, and they're like, "Really? <laughs> that would be great." Did wouldn't, we really need to eat each other? Like, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, I mean, they're how are? I guess they're going to have to take the cave. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Poor yeah. Ben thought he had it to himself. Well, they did. The way they pulled back and showed that smoke, I mean, that's where you wonder, okay, is that how they're saved? But Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Right. How many months has it been that they've been out there Yeah, at this point? It has to be like 11 or 12, right? Because she, I don't know. Well, I'm always the terrible baby. at the timeline. The only I'm always being corrected on set. The only thing is my, the, baby. the baby. So if she yeah. went a full nine months, okay. that's how I kind of do well, the yeah. math. So it's been nine months? At least, yeah. Yeah, so... And how long are they out there? Eight, 19, 18, 18 months. 18 right. months. So they have eight months left to go. Oof. At least three months left of winter, wouldn't you think? Right. Of course. And they still, I mean, that that uh, that opening scene in the very first episode. Right. We still don't know who that was. Well, we. I think we do now. I think we know that that was Natalie as the Antler Queen. Right, but we but don't know is, who was in the pit. Of yeah. course, of course. Of yeah. Course. We don't so, know who died in the pit. Yeah, exactly. So that's still coming. Season three, everyone. Is there any word, before we go, is there any word for season two of Wednesday for you? No, I haven't heard anything. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, even if, I, mean, I would be totally open to returning, of course. It was great. I loved it so much. Um, but I don't know if it would even be logistically possible with Yellow Jackets. Yeah. It just happened last time that the scheduling worked it out. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, fingers crossed on that, too. Yeah. Well. Thanks, uh, Christina, and, Thank and uh, congrats on what a year. Thanks. What a year. <laughs> That's Christina Ricci, star of Yellow Jackets. Catch up on season two on Showtime, as well as the first season of Wednesday on Netflix. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. Circuit.